right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for downloading this episode. Thanks for tuning in on the on the old radio. Uh, we have with us today R.D. Reynolds. R.D., what up? Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It sounds sounds like it's right up my alley. I think it is a strike. If it were, if this were a bowling alley, this would be right up your alley. Uh, a a Steerike. Yes, and I, I think that in the future, if I ever decide to leave uh, WrestleCrap.com, I may just start a bowling podcast. I think that would get a lot of listeners, at least more than WrestleCrap Radio does. But anyway. Well, and, um, and I'll be honest with yeah. you. I don't – you said that about bowling. You probably don't – I don't know if you really want to talk about bowling, but that – I don't know if I've seen a bowling podcast yet. We could be the first. We could be. What, Trendsetters. What, what would be the uh, – I'm not sure what the name of the podcast would be. Anyway, mm. think about it. I want you to think about it and um, mm-hmm. think about it. Um, I'm not sure. The concession stand at bowling alleys are always the best. So, Absolutely. Concession Bowling alley. You know what? No. Yeah. scratch that yes i guarantee you there are a lot of bowling podcasts out there okay but how many <laughs> bowling alley concession stand podcasts are there because that i think my friends is where the real money is i see a big target demographic that we can drill into today, and we would all retire after today's, like six shows today's topic is all about fried mushrooms yes they're delicious you, and who has the best fried mushrooms in all the bowling alleys in America? And uh, oh, we have a caller on the line. Okay. Uh, caller, what is your favorite dip for the fried mushrooms? I like See? a chipotle, chipotle uh, mustard ketchup sauce from uh, Bayou yes. Bowl in Monroe, Louisiana. It's my favorite. Absolutely. Um, uh, and the the the, <laughs> the mesquite uh, the mesquite ranch in Boise, Idaho. Mm, I hear is that place and that bowling with. alley is just great. They've got mm-hmm. twelve beers on yep. tap. Anyway, um, yes. So oh, lickety oh, splits oh, is the name of the concession stand oh. there. <laughs> Actually, that's the name of our of our bowling there, that's podcast. That's the name of our podcast. This there is great go. audio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so RD. I want you to tell the audience about my favorite wrestling uh, website of all time, WrestleCrap.com, man. I'm telling you, the Shockmaster was a thing to me long before it became a hilarious video that someone posted on YouTube, and it's all because of you, sir. Well, actually, actually, that's all because of people uh, with... Far worse ideas than me. That's but, true. That's probably uh, uh, <laughs> But it was it was kind of fun because back in the day, uh, you know, before YouTube, before stuff, you know, the online stuff like WWE Network. Yeah. <clears throat> that that there were a lot of horrible things in wrestling's past, pro yes. wrestling's past. Absolutely. And they were kind of hidden because it was you didn't have an you didn't have easy access to this video. So you had all these people, as I like to say, lovingly, of course, all these geeks, nerds, and poindexters that mm-hmm. had all these VHS tapes. You know it. You know, just taking up inordinate amounts of closet space in their homes. Absolutely. Uh, I was, hey, I was top of the top of the mountain with that <laughs> because I couldn't tell you how many VHS tapes I had, and I was like, 
<clears throat> I want to have a I want to have a uh, a website. I didn't know what to do it about, and I, and I started looking at all this junk that I had. I was like, well, I could do a, a podcast about terrible wrestling. Yes, uh, I spent a gazillion dollars uh, on a computer that back then it had the novel con- novel ability to capture screen grabs. Wow, and that's... capture small amounts of audio, <laughs> and I mean we're talking we're talking because WrestleCrap uh, it actually turns uh, actually as we're recording this uh, in six hours is its birthday uh, wow. because it launched on April first two thousand, wow. and um, it, it so it'll be seventeen years. I mean, it's seventeen years ago, so obviously technology has advanced a lot. But back then, it was not easy to you know pull video from a vhs taper from any source uh but i had a system that was able to do it not a lot of people were doing it so it was kind of ahead of the curve there uh and then i just used my uh i, I always want to hit, make people laugh yeah that's always my goal um <laughs> it works. it's never yeah, thank you <laughs> it uh, it's never looking at how many uh you know how many unique visitors or any metrics or anything like I never cared, and even to this day, I mean, I've been running the site for 17 years. I think I've looked one time yeah. at what any of you know my page views or right. whatever you would even call it. Right. I never looked because I didn't care, uh, but I just wanted to make people laugh. And so, you know, whenever I have somebody uh, dressed up in a glitter, glittery <laughs> stormtrooper helmet, oh, falling face first, yeah. Uh, through a pseudo brick wall is a way to yeah as yeah, a way to get me to watch wrestling. I mean, Absolutely. it was shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, so. and, and I think of the greatest things I, that are on that site: the the White Castle of Fear, Van, Absolutely. Uh, Vader's White Castle of Fear, um, the Goblet Gooker is on there. Oh wait, whoa, whoa, so. whoa, whoa, time out! You you can't just mention White Castle of Fear. Yeah, I shouldn't and not just... talk about the not talk about the star of that it, that would be a one-eyed <laughs> midget named Cheatham. what's he saying now yeah you want to play the game yeah play it, the game that's what he says exactly. oh my gosh exactly so good and there's wrestling is uh, built on some you know huge moments um you know stone cold steve austin winning the king of the ring beating jake the snake roberts and you know creating his catchphrase but it's also built on just the junk that did not pan out at all. And yeah, uh, I, I'm just glad yeah, you I often, created that site, yeah. man. You know, I often look at a guy like the – I often look at The Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, he's a legendary figure. He's going to be at WrestleMania this yeah. weekend as we're recording this. Absolutely. He's going to be in one of the main matches. Been around forever. But I often look at him and I think, this guy – is the reason that we have so much wrestle crap because they went to a guy and they told him, Mark, Mark, come on into the office. We have a great idea for you. You're going to be an undead zombie <laughs> who cannot be beaten. Yeah. You're going to roll your eyes in the back of your head. Yes. You're going to have a manager named Paul Bearer yeah. who's going to carry an urn around. You're going to worship the urn. Yeah. You're not going to be able to be beaten because you're an undead zombie. Absolutely. Can you work with that? That makes and- total sense to me. I don't know. I, you know, it, it's a uh, he's unstoppable. He could have been a uh, killer dentist. Yes. Uh, he could have been a trash a trash man. Absolutely. He could have been. I don't know. His brother. Uh, yeah. His brother was a killer dentist he so, was yeah he, i mean exactly. that's, that's you know that's why i i think 
you know, the Undertaker did that, and that enabled other terrible other ideas yeah. that were terrible in on paper. Because I would argue the Undertaker was a terrible idea on paper, but the guy was able to make it and work. But those ideas that are terrible on paper, mm-hmm. most of the times wind up terrible in execution. Mantar. So. Mantar is a great sure. example of that. Yeah. Half man, half bull. You gotta love it. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I want to segue to this. You co-wrote, or are you the key author on the death of WCW? I co-wrote that with Figure Four Daily's uh, Brian Alvarez. Okay. Uh, he and I actually wrote. Yeah, we wrote that. Um, that would have been in. Like 2005, mm-hmm. I think, and right. then we had just done a we had done a 10th anniversary edition of it because uh, people loved to hear the story of oh, yeah. a wrestling company that was <clears throat> so amazingly inept. Yep, I mean they they went and this is not an exaggeration. You know, they they lost 95 percent of their paying audience. Wow, so people would be paying to watch their pay per views. They lost 95% of those people in the span of 12 months. What? And I have long said, and it was all from terrible television shows they were putting on. Right. I've long said that if Ronald McDonald came out and said, I am going to spit in every hamburger. Yes. I don't think that McDonald's could lose 95%. That's probably very true. WCW was able to do it. Now, was that, so. was that okay, was that before 95 or was that after uh, the, the <laughs> run, their big run? Because at the end, it was pretty putrid at the end, too. It was at the, it was at the end. I mean, yeah. it was. When they were <clears> doing <throat> the, the, oh, well, when it just got really convoluted with, I know, I know. Vince Russo is very a very polarizing individual. <laughs> and I know he mine. was involved. I know he's a buddy of yours. <laughs> that's the beautiful irony of it. Yeah. It's, it's Vince Russo and I. We don't agree about wrestling at all. Yeah. But like if he and I are just on the phone together, yeah. we get along. We get along famously. We we could talk Batman nineteen sixty six for hours on end. That's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who's your favorite? Yeah. Who's your favorite classic Batman villain then? King Tut. <clears throat> Oh come on, Julie Newmar, Catwoman. Oh well, of course. Hello. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I'm, okay. I'm a red-blooded American. Pal. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, I I don't mean to segue to Batman, but that's hey, the 1966 Batman stuff is uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So you and Vince Russo will just kind of call and talk about stuff like that. Yep. It was so funny because yeah, we we uh yeah, I mean we trade emails with each other. Like anytime either of us see anything 1966 Batman, that's cool. We're immediately emailing each other about it. Uh, Russo and I, you know, I mean, because I've written a lot of bad things about him. Well, but he was involved with the end of, of that. Of that, exactly. Sure. Yeah. 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 He. Uh, yeah. But he and I. Um, but he's been involved I, with a lot of good stuff too. So. Sure. Absolutely. And, and I had him. On the show, and the one thing I'll say say about Vince, I mean, I get along. I have no problems with Vince as a human being at all. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's a really nice guy. Okay. Um, the thing that was interesting about him is <clears throat> it was uh, something where I don't even remember how we wound up hooking up, but he wanted, I think maybe he wanted to come on the show and give his side of the story or I, I don't even remember what, yeah. what the whole deal was. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he and I got in contact. Oh, no, I know what it was. 
he had actually written a book for ECW Press, and so had I. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where Death of WCW, all the WrestleCraft books yeah. uh, have all been published under ECW Press. Okay. Russo wrote a book for ECW Press, and so I just contacted my guy at ECW and said, can you give me Vince's information? I'd like to at least reach out to him, see if he would come on my show and talk with right. him. And so uh, I, talk, I got a hold of him, and he said, sure, I'll come on the show. Because if you're not just going to, you know, just start burying me six feet under. He wants to have, was be like, able to have a conversation and talk and, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was so funny because <clears throat> I believe the first, it was either, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the first interview we ever did, is we had him on the show mm-hmm. and we knew if we started talking wrestling. Yeah. It would go sideways. It would go sideways. He would get defensive. I would get angry. And so my co-host and I said, we went into the show, and we didn't tell Vince we were going to do this. Yeah. We just said, we're not going to talk any wrestling on this show at mm-hmm. all and just see what he does. What did he do? And He was great. He, he got along fine, and you could tell, like, he kept waiting and waiting and waiting for us to jump into the wrestling stuff. And he would, like, try and go into the wrestling stuff. Yeah. And we would let him get a little bit into it. And then we would swing him back out and say, okay, really, favorite breakfast cereal, Vince. What are you thinking? <laughs> what was it? And then, uh, I don't, uh, I think. What's, your, what's yours? Oh, mine's, mine's Captain Crunch. Really? Yeah. I oh, yeah. I'm, okay, I understand that. Have it with Crunch Berries? Um, you know, I... If a gun to my head, uh, peanut butter crunch is my favorite. They all rip my mouth to shred. That would be a horrible, a horrible scenario. Gun to your head, based on uh, Captain Crunch cereal. Yes, it gets a little too salt. You have to eat that fast, though. No, 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 no. That's the great thing about Captain Crunch, specifically the Crunch Berries. Okay, is that they, they, or excuse me, specifically the peanut butter crunch. Yeah, is they don't get soggy very quick at all really? the other thing is whenever i eat cereal because i don't like soggy cereal no, i hate it i literally i literally put in about a teaspoon of milk just oh, enough that i can get a little bit you. of a taste well yeah. yep i mean hey regular captain crunch is almost for me i i almost just the thought of it just makes kind of grosses me out because it gets so soggy if you let it sit around so yeah, that, the, the key to that is Peanut after uh, 48 years of attempting to figure out the best way to do this. Yes. Is, in fact, that you just, you, Less milk. you have so little milk, that it so little milk in it, there. It doesn't become an issue. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. That's very, inci- that's horrible very insightful. Horrible wrestling, or excuse me, horrible movie podcast. You're yes, getting sir. all the best. Hey. You're getting all the greatest information on how to properly eat cereal we talk you know even even frosted flakes right (laughs) because like if you even look at those funny they get soggy yeah without a doubt tony the tiger not not minute amount of milk will solve the solve your woes okay less milk folks ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. you heard it here first rd reynolds less milk is the secret to not ruining your cereal correct there it is we talked peanut butter sandwiches uh, a few weeks ago, so don't feel bad. Um, okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about a great movie we would like to call Three Ninjas High Noon. Why, why so many titles? Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Any idea why the High Noon? 
I, I, I don't well, know why they're calling it high noon. What, like a sh it's a showdown, I guess. Well, whenever you consider the main villains in this, you're, you're I mean, I'm, I'm going to just jump. I'm going to cut to the chase. Go ahead. Whenever you're going to have a showdown. Yes. With a man as legendary as Jim Varney. Well, I mean, you have you to bring your to A game. You want to be a high noon showdown. You better bring your A game if Ernest is involved. Exactly. Um, and really, what a uh, what a great what a great uh, movie for this podcast. I said I've, I'll say this before we really even talk about the movie. I think this is the worst thing that's ever been on this podcast as a as a theater released movie. Um, and uh, it was in. Not a lot of theaters. This is like 130. <laughs> it was in like it literally was only screened in like 130 theaters, but it was screened in theaters. So good times, and it made 375 thousand dollars. That's not a lie. I've I've read everywhere. No, I've that, read. no. For this movie, yeah. This movie made 375 thousand dollars. No, that's that's an insane amount of money. Well, for this for thing, it is this movie yeah, to it's have made horrible, horrible. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We have we have a couple segments. This first segment is called Time for Some Deets, and I'm just going to run down the details. Here we go. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, directed by Sean McNamara. Um, we have it uh, written by Sean McNamara. Go figure. Starring the one and only Hulk Hogan, Lonnie Anderson, Victor Wong, which he's this was his Victor Wong's last movie, by the way. Um, and then the great could the, you blame him? No, I cannot blame him. And Jim Varney as well. Uh, man, Ernest is in this bad boy. Um, man, and the kid actors in this were horrible, dear lord. Yeah, even for kid yeah. actors, they were horrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't they weren't Jake Lloyd bad. Nah, that's but, true. He I is, mean, a, is pretty close. He is one of the patron saints. Uh, I know you have pat uh, patron saints on your website. Uh, he's uh, definitely a uh, patron saint of this website. You know, Hulk Hogan's a repeat offender. Conrad Thompson uh, did No Holds Barred on this podcast, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, he did No Holds Barred, and so Hogan's a return offender, a repeat well, offender. You know, it was funny because whenever I wrote my write-up, whenever I did my write-up at WrestleCrap.com of, of this movie, uh, <laughs> I was talking about that one of the things that made me sad is in the first WrestleCrap book, I didn't mention very many of the Hulk Hogan movies, oh. which was strange because on the site, I've reviewed so many of them. Yeah, well, he's... And this was... But this one, man, this one is way up. Well, it this just, one is way up near the top, you know. There's not really a, a, a bad one. Well, and there's a, not really a tone to this movie. Other, I mean, it's just we. It's just so horribly done. Um, okay, are you up for a little bit of heavy lifting while you drive your car down the highway? Just a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Okay, so we have a segment on here. Next segment is called Thirty Second Synopsis, and RD. If you can go in your mind, think about all the great Hulk Hogan movies and think about this one, and can you spit out a 30-second synopsis of this of this film? Of this film, yes, of sir. Of this film. Just do your best. <clears throat> go ahead and spoil the crud out of it, uh, or in your case, the crap out of it, right? And um, 
go ahead and I'll tell you, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, and go. Hulk Hogan stars with a horrible wig over top of his bald head. He stars as a martial art a martial artist who does shows at a theme park. Three little kids decide they want to go see him. And Hulk Hogan saves not only the children, but the entire theme park from the vile clutches of Lonnie Anderson and Jim Varney. Pretty good. That was right at 30, 30 seconds, that was, right? That was 30 seconds. Yes, wow. sir. That was great. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, you have won a uh, signed copy of Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. I'm just lying. I'm lying about all this. Um, well, I, was wondering, I was wondering who had signed it. You? Oh, I, I signed it. I didn't, I had, I, I, and actually, you guys would know because you would have re- researched it. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I would have had it on, on VHS. Has it gotten its proper Blu-ray release? That's I don't, what I really want to know. I don't think know. it has a real Blu-ray release. I've mm. not seen a Blu-ray release on it. Let me. Uh, un- I, I don't think un- it has. Unfortunate. Lonnie Anderson is in it. Aunt Lonnie, as I like to she call her. She is Aunt Lonnie. And she uh, she was in it as the primary villain. Yes. Uh, she had so much glitter makeup on her face Bad. that I thought perhaps she was half RoboCop. <laughs> and she uh, she was there, and she also dressed up as a nun. I remember that she pulled a gun uh, on some people as a nun. Yes, nun with a gun. Yes, nun with a gun. Yeah, that's her and, wrestling. That'd be a good, great wrestling name for her. Nun with I a gun. I think it would be. And I just remember being just slack jawed, slack jawed. I say yes when her lead crony, her lead heavy, was yes. in fact Jim Varney. Well, and he's just unbelievable as this character, Lothar. Why he's yeah. called Lothar, not Lothar the Hill People. I don't know if you ever seen that skit on Serent Live. Sure, Lo- Lothar Zog. Um, so we're gonna go through the plot real quick, like, and uh, talk real briefly about the movie, and uh, then we'll give our our then we'll rate it, and then we'll call it, call it a day. How about that? Sounds great. Okay, so we start out. Um, three boys go see their grandfather, which their grandfather is. Um, uh, legendary actor Victor Wong, who's obviously Asian, and these three boys are very Anglo. I'm not sure that. And then the mom is is a white lady. I'm not understanding this. They go to their grandparent uh, to granddad's house <laughs> for ninja training every summer, <laughs> and uh, they have this obstacle course. And uh, yeah, the ninjas. Uh, my obviously Tum Tum is the. Uh, is the real star of the three boys, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. He is And every time I yeah. say the word tum tum, yes. I always want to sing the I always want to say that to the tune of the uh, original end theme of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> tum tum. He's a tum tum. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it probably just me. I apologize. No, I, I he was almost he is the worst child actor I've ever seen in an actual movie that was in a theater because his his vocal what he would when he would talk it you couldn't hardly understand him. It was it was really weird to me. Like it was like uh one of the director's kids or something. I'm not sure why he was even in it. Sure. His big hero is Dave Dragon. 
who is Hulk Hogan. With uh, a bad wig. That wig is unbelievable. Don't forget that. And he takes it off later in the movie, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they uh, Tum Tum wants to have his birthday party at Mega Mountain. It's uh, Dave Dave Dragon's last show. Mm-hmm. His, his, and Mega Mountain, just so everyone understands, yes, is an amusement park. It is? It is definitely an amusement. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me it was, and I thought you were telling me the actual location of that. Of that, is uh, that the a, actual is it a Six Flags? I am, I, the actual actual location, I am pretty sure, is a uh, park called uh, uh, Magic Mountain. Oh, is that okay? And it is in uh, it is in California. I've okay. actually driven past it. Before. Okay, so it yeah. was along the coast, and luckily, Tum Tum's birthday party is at Mega Mountain. Well, ironically, Medusa Rogers, played by uh, Aunt Lonnie Anderson, um, has decided she needs to take over. This is a great, great villain idea here. Um, <laughs> this is actually straight out of like a 1966 uh, Batman villain scheme. We're going to take over an amusement park, hold people hostage to get, what did she say, $10 million? Yeah, I believe that was the I amount, think it was yes. $10 million. Uh, and... The best part about the attack in general was they came in very stealthily on uh, jet skis. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite part about the jet skis, though, is they're coming in on the jet skis. They do a little jump up, and then when they go back under the water, they're on those, <clears throat> oh, I don't know, like the old G.I. Joe scuba, like it's like a pulls you forward type thing. It's not Absolutely. Even a, it's not a jet yeah. ski. They were on a jet ski. They went up, went under the water, and then they were in. They were using a completely different vehicle thing. And the nine people on jet skis were supposed to be a Rastafarian, Lonnie Anderson, Jim Varney, and then uh, some other nerd guy that said, actually he was on a Nickelodeon show. I can't remember the name of that show. <coughs> but then when they went under the water, when they came out, when they were on the jet skis, it wasn't those people. And then. When they got to Magic Mountain or Mega Mountain, it they were there. It was really bad editing, super bad editing. Well, I like to think that that contraption they have that was the jet ski that uh, wound up going into high high uh, like a hydro snorkel yes apparatus. Uh huh. Um, I like to think that's why Aunt Lonnie needed the ten million dollars. Oh gosh! So she could continue development of. <laughs> Set apparatus. Her budget, uh, her budget yeah. definitely was exceeded. She needed to uh, really spend uh, and and find some money to uh, pay off her for off her villain debt, huh? Oh yes. Yep. Really, um, the hijinks really come into play whenever the bad guys show their faces. There's a um, there's a girl that ends up coming to the park with the three boys, who's like their um, kind of cue or their um, oh, what's the best way to describe her? She's the uh, Spy Kids part of it because she's got the uh, all, all these gadgets and stuff. Right, right, yes. Yeah, and so yeah, she the, tags the along. Girl. Yeah, and so she's able to to work through some situations for them, basically just to drag them through uh, some things that they can't just kick their way out of. There's some really right. there there's some really bad kung fu scenes in this. <clears throat> she was the you know like when you're playing a video game and uh-huh. you get to like a puzzle. Like it's a it's a platforming game, yes. and then you get to a puzzle area. Uh-huh. Yes. that's what she was there for. That's what she was there for to move mm-hmm. the pieces around to, to move help. the blocks yeah. yes. around. Exactly, exactly. Um, yes. 
They really, let's see, there's a, one of the, her dad is an F, no, 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 the boy's dad is an FBI agent, or one of the boy's dads, no, the boy's dad is an FBI agent, so they show, he shows up later to help them uh, get out of the situation, didn't you feel like every time Hulk Hogan's character, Dave, Dave, what is his name, Dave Dragon, turned around, he's not very, I mean, he, I guess he was an actor, right? Yeah, he, so he, he was, he was, he was not a good he wasn't a good hero. Yeah. He, he, he talked a big game, but whenever it came time to back it up, he was just an actor. Just an actor yeah. playing a, yeah. an, an actor playing a uh, ninja, but his uh, kung fu skills were not very good. Lacking. Very much lacking, in fact. Um, and then really, we work it out to where eventually the uh, three ninjas, or no, they take over the music, they take over the park. And they hold people ransom by holding <clears throat> one of the roller coasters upside down. You know, because if, if you want to do that, they well, they also got more money that way. Yes. Because when the people were upside down, all the chains would fall out of their pockets. Absolutely. And they could collect the money from underneath. Um, sure. A lot of running around, a lot of hijinks, a lot of... Fighting uh, on top of the loop-de-loop. Don't yeah, forget that. Things like that. They had a, a scene where Jim Varney... Um, has a sword and he's literally trying to hack a kid in into bits with his sword and I thought that was really funny because it's like boy at what point are, how sick are you Jim Varney that you're trying to kill this kid that doesn't have a sword and just swinging it at him so yeah uh, Lothar is a bad <coughs> dude man Lothar was a bad man bad man majama yes um, so we, we re- basically wrap it up with the bad guys getting foiled by the three ninjas and um, everything's great, but the boys want to give explosions. Yeah, there was a big explosions. explosion. Yeah, exactly. And there's a uh, and then Dave Dragon though. The boys want to give Dave Dragon credit to save his show. I guess is maybe what they're trying to do, or because they love <laughs> to him. save to save his show at an amusement park. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, it's like <laughs> I should note. Uh, I should note that this is the this is. They want to save his show at an amusement park. Well, and one of my favorite movies ever is Spinal Tap. Yes. And they, whenever when Spinal Tap hits <laughs> rock bottom, is when they have a show at an amusement park. Well, right. Well, I'm th- just saying. <laughs> Dave Dragon, Dave Dragon was going to be probably replaced by like the Bernstein Bears or something. I mean, yeah. it's probably going to be one of those scenarios. Uh, but really, that's it. Uh, happy ending. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's uh, sad there was never a sequel. I thought that Lonnie Anderson's <laughs> character was was very much like her, very fully developed. Mm-hmm. And, and yes. I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's too bad. And and that Hulk Hogan wig, you know, yeah. I, I'm gosh, it's bad. I often one of the things at WrestleCrap.com that we have done for years and years and years is we have a a, a, a thing called someone bought this. And yes, it's basically I, just absolutely. showing terrible wrestling merchandise. <laughs> and somewhere somewhere on this planet, yes. I have to believe that Hulk Hogan wig exists. I'm sure it does. And if anyone can I will pay I will pay a no joke. I will pay a ten dollar finder's fee if someone can point me in the direction of that Hulk Hogan okay, wig. Okay, we're gonna find it. PayPal. You'll have it immediately. Oh, gosh. We have a, I found a picture of online here of uh, him holding his wig. It's beautiful. It's like an animal. 
sort of like some sort of possum that he's holding. God. And and I I am also follically challenged, so right. I'd like to think that I would if I got that wig, I would wear it. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Be a good look. Beautiful. I get I would get so many the women would be beating down well, my I mean, it's Hulk if Hogan's, I had that wig. It's Hulk Hogan's wig from yeah. three from three ninjas high noon on Magic Mountain Mega Mountain. So Yeah. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We are going to say, what, what's it? Are there any goods in this movie? Anything good? Uh, Aunt Lonnie, check. Even even is old in even is. I shouldn't call her old. She wasn't. She I don't was think probably fifties ish. Probably here. I don't know. She, I was thinking late forties. She, she was. She was still. You know, I mean, she she wasn't like acid on the eyes or anything. No, was, no, 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 no. She no. was easy enough on the eyes. Well, and, and she's and Lonnie, Lonnie, and and she's Lonnie Anderson, and, and she's Lonnie. You know, Anderson. she's a that's you know, a plus. She's a classic lady. She's a classy, classic lady. And uh, and I love the idea that someone decided that Ernest should be a bad guy. Cutting up children with a sword. I love it. Like I thought that was mm-hmm. that was my favorite part where he's like, and his character is very much like, uh, like the alien character off the Ernest movies. It's like, but he had like a foreign accent, and yes. then he was try, literally trying to chop children up. It's great. The, they they were thinking the 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 you know the person uh, in charge of casting was mm-hmm. really thinking outside the box. Oh, they did a great mm-hmm. job. They they sure. they succeeded. They cast a great villain. Um, and Hulk Hogan wig. That's, beautiful. That's the other plus. Um, yeah. What was the worst, the very worst thing about this movie? Hulk Hogan wig. The worst. I don't know how it's. I don't know how it's the best and the worst, but it is. It somehow is so polarizing. It's the uh, Tim Tebow of um, props of uh, movie props. It's the, somehow the, the it's somehow that, awesome, and it's somehow just great. It's weird or horrible. The, the children that went to the Jake Lloyd School of Acting, yes, they, uh, yeah. I think they were they were they were truly big negatives, right? Um, big negatives to them. To them, Jingle All the Way is Citizen Kane. Sure. I, oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Yes. To them, they're like that. Well, yeah. It doesn't get any better than Jingle All the Way. Yes, and then he and then he did Phantom Menace. Yes, that's what they say. <laughs> like, yep, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so let's don't ask don't ask me that one. I I I yeah. I we'll, we'll be here the next six hours talking Star Wars. So yeah, well, we can do that next time you come on. Well, now we, for Christmas go. for Christmas we did the uh, this year, and this was a, the, on Christmas movies. We don't. I'm not as worried about theater release because there's some really bad ones. So I'll do those. Non-theater release. We did the Star Wars Christmas special. Holiday was, special. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, I was yeah. so excited, speaking of Star Wars, yeah. whenever uh, the, the rumor is that Disney, since they bought the rights, they are now going to do the Blu-ray release of the original trilogy, Ooh. as it was in the theaters. Good. That, I'd like that's, to see that's that. That's the rumor floating around the, the interwebs now. Yeah. When I heard that, I got so excited because George Lucas always said he would never do that. Yeah. And I just looked at my wife yeah. and I said, this is the best news ever. You know why? She goes, why? And I said, because we're going to get Mala in 1080p. <laughs> There's a very good chance we're going to get we're going to get Grandpa Itchy 
and Lumpy and the rest of them. The the holiday special is going to get a Blu-ray release. I don't want because George always no. said he would never release that either. Now George doesn't. Now George isn't pulling the strings. He's not. So there's a very good chance we could get that. Oh man, I don't know if we can handle Itchy and 1080p. We'll we'll all sing the uh we'll all sing the uh the life day song. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> with the mm-hmm. with the druids or whatever they were. That's the, the sure, the, absolutely. the Undertaker's Undertaker's druids there that were there with It's where us. Vince got the idea. Yeah, it'll well, be great. Kids love druids. Um Sure. Let's rate this movie. We on this podcast we rate it in horribles. One horrible equals eh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Five horribles is the worst thing possible up to this point love guru was a five what was the other one the avengers 1998 movie somebody came on and said that was a five but what do you think one to five horribles how bad is this movie really i would give it because i i view them as against hulk hogan like hulk hogan movies oh that's true and i would give it I would give it a I would give it a solid three horribles. Okay. It's what's worse not, then? What's worse? What's Subur- worse? Suburban, Suburban Commando. Santa uh, with muscles. Santa with muscles would be Santa with muscles would would probably be. It is pretty uh, bad. For a, <laughs> I think Santa Santa with muscles is worse. Yes. I actually view No Holds Barred. Oh, it's, it's probably probably just as bad as yeah. this. Now it gets a lot of it. It, and it gets a lot of things wrong about wrestling and about just anything. But it does it, it does have Mr. Brow. And he may be my favorite character. He is without question my favorite character in any Hulk Hogan movie ever. It is true. He is good. Yeah. Um along so. with so many others. Now Stan Hansen that we talked about like I said we talked about that movie but Stan Hansen <laughs> Is in that Stan one. Hansen looking at other people's wieners? It's so weird. Absolutely. Itty bitty, itty bitty. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So funny. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, tell me, tell me this real quick. What have you been into lately? One thing you've been into lately. It can be a movie, a book, um, a video game, a whatever. It can be anything. What have you been into lately, RD? <clears throat> I have been into uh, working on a arcade for a charity. Cool. And I actually built or helped to put together an arcade mm-hmm. where kids come in and they pay money to play classic video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, that's what I've been into. Play classic video games. It puts money towards a charity. And I started that. With a guy named Rupert Bonham, who was on uh, the television show Survivor, okay. and Rupert and yeah, it's really strange that Rupert Random. And, from Survivor and Artie Reynolds somehow got together mm-hmm. and decided to start a start the Rupert's Kids Arcade in Shelbyville, Indiana. All right, and That's so awesome. the best part of yeah, thank you. Uh, one of the coolest things about it that I'm happiest about is it has a uh, it has a WWF Royal Rumble pinball machine oh, yes. there. And, uh, yeah, anytime that you can hit Mr. Fuji for extra ball, yeah. uh, you've had a good day. <laughs> you've lived a good life. <laughs> Fuji. He's going to throw some salt yep. in your eyes if you're not careful. It'll come, Probably, flying out yeah. of the, uh, yeah. it'll come flying out of the machine. Never trust him. 
No, you can't trust Fuji, but he's great. He was a great wrestler in his day, that's for sure. Sure, absolutely. I, um, well, cool, man. That's awesome. Um, where can people connect with you, say, on the internet? I know you have a Twitter. Is this correct? I, I do, but the, the, the absolute best place to uh, reach me is <clears throat> go to WrestleCrap.com. If you like terrible movies, I have reviewed a ton of them. Awesome. I mean, I have reviewed, uh, you know, all the bad Hulk Hogan movies, uh, you know, No Holds Barred and Santa with Muscles mm-hmm. and Thunder in Paradise and uh, Suburban <laughs> Commando, all those. I've also reviewed uh, a, a movie that was it was some sci science fiction movie with uh, Anna Nicole Smith oh in my. China. Oh no! Uh, I'm so that worried. was <laughs> that was tremendous. Oh my gosh! Uh, you know, I, I, I had just uh, I had oh. also just done another Hulk Hogan movie. This would have just been a few months ago, uh-huh. uh, where it was Hulk Hogan and. Uh, <laughs> Carl Weathers, right? Apollo oh, yeah. Creed. Yeah. He, it was uh, Carl Chubbs. Weathers. Chubbs from, um, uh, from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. So, and, uh, so it was those two and, who, uh, and Shannon Tweed. Oh, no. That's not Gene Simmons' so, wife, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. So I have done a lot of terrible, terrible, terrible movie starring wrestlers. Cool. So. We will direct. Yeah. I will direct folks in that direction, and uh, that's awesome. Yep, just man. go to russellcrap.com and uh, my Facebook and Twitter and all those other social media things that all you kids are into. Yes. Uh, th- yeah, that's all there. Okay. You know, MySpace and my Juno. Yes. And uh, SegaNet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> totally there. They're all there, man. They're all there. Yep. Um, okay. So one last question. Um, when this is gonna when when people listen to this episode, WrestleMania will have already happened. So yep. will one of two things will will the Undertaker actually lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Yes, I think he will too. Yeah, I think he will, and I think I'll be like, oh gosh. But absolutely, I, they need to everyone find... will be furious when it happens, yes. and that's exactly what needs to happen. I, but my thought is this: they've got to find a way to turn Roman evil and allow, just allow it to happen. The Rock, they did that with him. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? Because he was Rocky Maivia, and then they turned him evil a little bit. And you know, just have him have him team up with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, and have that be some you know weird. New NWO scenario. Absolutely. Just thinking. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. No one cares about my fantasy booking, but <laughs> there it is. Man, RD, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. Um, you're always absolutely. welcome here. You come up with another movie, and we'll do it. And uh, it's going to be phenomenal. Thank you guys so much. I had a great time on here, and yeah, uh, I look forward to coming back. All right, man. Well, good luck with stuff, and... Uh, Always just uh, keep in touch. Anything we can do for you, let us know, okay? Very good. Thank you. All right. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. R.D. Reynolds. The R.D. Reynolds. And I didn't really cover it, but he has a wrestling um, uh, career. He was in Ohio Valley Wrestling, um, involved with uh, Mark Henry in some matches, and involved with a big show in some matches, and um, quite a... uh, Quite a career there. Phil, be honest. 
when he and I were talking about some wrestle stuff, how what was the percentage of things that you you knew when I was talking? You you understood? I had no idea. Yeah, you you guys are on a different level than me. Well, he's on a diff- way different level than I am. I'm definitely a novice. He wrote um, the the book uh, the death the death of the death of WCW can't talk today. He wrote it with Brian Alvarez and. Um, both those guys are, I mean, like I said, as far as as far as um, internet wrestling community type stuff, or and I, people are going to hate that term when I say that if you're a wrestling person, but um, they uh, they're 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 big timey, and I uh, was just glad that he was willing to come on and talk a little bit about wrestling. Uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah, he was a good guest. I'm I'm super excited about WrestleMania. Of course, this episode will come out after WrestleMania has already happened. But um, you know, I only watch like four events every year. So right. Su- SummerSlam, right? That's one of them. The big pay per views. Yeah, guess. WrestleMania. Uh, what's the one that I like? Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yeah. But now, one that everyone here's the here's the thing, folks. As far as wrestling pay per views now, you have SummerSlam. Survivor Series is oh, another yeah. big one. Yeah. Um, but those two for me don't do as much for me. But Royal Rumble is awesome. And WrestleMania is just a spectacle. Like it's just, oh, yeah. It's the Super Bowl. But as far as wrestling goes, it's even cranked up even beyond that. But the big, the, the non top four one that a lot of people like, TLC, t- Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah. one too. And I, so I, I guess I watch five every year, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's a big one. Um, and I almost feel like that one has, has kind of superseded uh, Survivor Series a little bit. Because what they've done with Survivor Series is not is off of what they used to do with things like that. But uh, anyway, a um, great guest, Artie Reynolds. And like I said, folks, if you pay any attention to this podcast, you know there will be there will always be some wrestling sprinkled in. And I think that five or six years ago, had you said, Jack, you're going to do a podcast. Uh and I think I think I would have I wouldn't have thought I would be talking about wrestling on it, which is kind of interesting. Um, I'm not sure what it, what it would have been about then. Maybe playing the drums or uh, football. I don't know. Man, talk about history. That guy's been in the biz for 17 years. Think about uh, that. Just on the website end of it. Yeah. But before that, he was in the actual. I mean, like in the wrestling, like in ring type stuff. Yeah. So I mean, um, I mean, he's got a wrestling persona. Like I said, R.D. Reynolds is kind of his. Uh, wrestling persona there and it's you know like he said his whole shtick was that he's Burt Reynolds uh, nephew and that's what he would do which is kind of funny that cracks me up <laughs> I didn't even make it I didn't even make a uh, well any we didn't really talk too much about the the in-ring type stuff and next time we have him on I'm just gonna let him talk about all of his in-ring background um, uh, I just thought it was pretty stinking awesome yeah um, if you go, to, folks, if you go to wrestlecrap.com, uh, that is his website. He has created, RD has created, and it is hilarious to me. Cracks me up. He has a uh, podcast that he does called WrestleCrap Radio, and then um, there's a bunch of just random stuff. He inducts people into the WrestleCrap Hall of Fame on here. Um, he has uh, It Came From YouTube, which is a bunch of uh, uh, video video stuff. Um he has a uh, head lies. I thought it was a, a typo at first, but no, it's it's pun intended. So yeah. it's headlines without the end because some of those stories may not be true. Is like that the what onion, kind of like the onion. Okay, gotcha. Right. Fake and news. then, uh, yeah, I, pretty good. Uh, head lies. Triple H's sledgehammer to be inducted into WWE Hall of Fame. It's pretty funny. So he's just making up funny. Yeah, stories. I like it. 
They uh, post pretty regularly, it looks like. Yeah, he does. He has a lot of good updates on there. Uh, and there's, like I said, there's some video content on here. And uh, like I said, you can, they have an audio book now of the, w, of the death of WCW. And uh, pretty cool. And then someone bought this. He was talking about this on the episode. Someone bought this. It's the uh, autographed uh, Jeff Hardy TNA baseball bat and uh, other other things. But uh, good times. Cool. Well, it was uh, good to have him on. It was great to have him on. Uh, Phil, anything you've been into lately? Um, just trying to find time to play video games. It's, uh, you know, it's it's hard once you have a kid. So. Um. But yeah, I uh, okay. Good job. Um. You play some video games? I do, yeah. I'm trying to play um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which Andrew was talking about a a few weeks ago when we had him on. And I'm actually playing um, kind of like an exploratory game called Kona, Mm K-O-N-A, right now. And it's pretty good. Cool. And um, wishing I could play Zelda, but I don't have a Switch. All in in due time. You'll get one. Yeah. I I bet for Christmas, I bet you get one this year. All right, so yeah... um, Guys, thanks for thanks for coming and listening in to this episode. Um, follow us on Twitter at One Horror Movie. Um, go to our Facebook page and like that. Please go on iTunes and subscribe. I want you to rate and review it and leave a comment in there, guys. That helps us so much on iTunes. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, a fledgling little YouTube channel. We're not we're not really leaning too heavily on that, but Jared's doing a great job with some videos on there. And guys, we'll see you soon. Revolverpodcast.com. The Horror Movie Podcast.com. The Horror Movie Podcast is powered by Revolverpodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horror Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana. From Missouri to Missoula. 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, thehorrormovepodcast.com, revolverpodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.